0: Last week we touched on Hebrews chapter 1, uh, comparing the deity of Christ to angels. Um, we have been studying Hebrews on Wednesdays and already we're in chapter 10. So, and also in our newsletter, we are, uh, I am putting in uh, information on Hebrews and uh, Last newsletter was on Hebrews one, and all that is to help reinforce our understanding. You might be going, "Wow, that's a lot of Hebrews." Well, a big part of that reason is because of that's the last to leaders focus. So, uh, uh, but it's a good uh, it's a good class, and uh, from the feedback I'm getting, people are enjoying it. So I hope these lessons, especially for those who aren't able to be here on Wednesdays also prove beneficial to you. And for those who also heard a lot of this on Wednesdays, I hope this is uh, reinforcing uh, God's word from Hebrews. As children grow in age, parents and teachers expect them to grow in responsibility. We want them to learn to take notes in school, to organize, to think. Think is a big one, I think. And be creative. In essence, we want our kids to grow toward maturity as future adults. But this is a process. It doesn't happen overnight. Sometimes those quote-unquote perfect kids go bonkers when they hit college, at least for a while. Sometimes those quote-unquote troubled kids, boy, once they get out of the house and they learn some things, they just really get on that straightened arrow. Eventually, the hope is all will level out as mature adults. But it's a process, isn't it? The book of Hebrews is a wonderful reminder about continual maturity in Christ for those who are older Christians. Not just those older chronologically, but those who have been Christians for a long time. Hey, you need to continue to focus on what is the correct direction. But spiritually mature, would you agree with me, does not mean thinking about going away from Christ. That is not spiritually mature. That's someone who's going in the wrong direction. So Hebrews is talking to people in general Or maybe specifically, who are older, mature Jewish Christians of the first century who are contemplating going back to Judaism. Well, that would be a problem. That would be a lack of maturity. We are, guess what, responsible to pay closer attention. That's the lesson today. Lessons from Hebrews. Pay closer closer attention the first three point the three three points are Christ is quote unquote all that the second point are angels and the law and the third point is salvation through Christ so let's look at the first point Christ is all that the hebrew writer gives his first big exhortations in hebrews chapter 2 1 through 4 He is speaking to Jewish Christians, experienced Christians who have already suffered for Christ. For if you know the story about how Jews came to Christ, at least initially, you know that they suffered doing so. However, there is something scary going on. There there are those who are considering leaving Christ and going back to Judaism specifically the old law and the sacrificial system of the old law. So Hebrews 2, 1 says, Therefore, we must pay closer attention to what we have heard, lest we, what? Drift away. Why would he be talking about drifting away if the potential wasn't there? So the writer of Hebrews is not teaching something new. He said, let's pay much closer attention to what we have heard. This isn't new. What those who may be losing their way is something they should already know. He is exhorting them in the right direction. Remember that concept of exhorting. Get people going in the right direction. That could be translated encouragement. I'm going to... I, liked, uh, I watched this show on TV, it was this guy who was dealing with cattle, and he had this little plastic paddle, he called it Stick of Persuasion. That's encouragement, Oh, he called it Stick of Encouragement is what he called it. The movie Invincible came out in 2006, it was about a football in the 1970s, specifically around the Philadelphia Eagles. At that time, the national economy was very bad. Uh, Depression, I believe, deep depression, uh, with strikes and people out of work. And the Eagles, the pride of the populace, had not had a good season for a long time. And of course, those of you who are very big sports fans knows that when your team does bad, you do bad. That's how fanatical these people are. It was depressing. But there were die-hard fans like Vince Papale, 30-year-old who became a walk-on on the team. He had no college experience in football, but he had potential. This was a story about certain people who didn't give up. They stayed true to the legacy of the Philadelphia Eagles, and they reminded the populace to stay focused on the team. You see, those who inherit salvation also need to be reminded and reminded about the truth of the teachings of Jesus Christ. You ever gone through a bad season in your life and you go, why am I here? What is God doing for me? Come on, if you're honest, I know if you're like me, that's probably a thought that ran through your mind. So it's not too misunderstood that people can think, and change their minds even later on in Christianity. This is what the Hebrew writer is doing here. He's reminding them, don't leave Christ, and this word is don't drift away, for something that cannot save. Cannot save. The Hebrew writer stresses to these first century Jewish Christians that faithful Christians will inherit salvation. But you need to remain faithful. Look at Hebrews chapter 1, verse 14. Are they, the they there would be angels, not all ministering spirits sent out to serve for the sake of those who are to inherit eternal salvation? And then the next verse says this. Therefore we, that's referring to Christians in context, must pay closer attention to what we have heard lest we drift away. So we are going to inherit eternal salvation, but be careful lest you drift away from what? Eternal salvation. If you've ever been on a boat in a large lake, an ocean, or a very powerful river, You know if you don't lower your anchor and you don't pay attention, you will drift to where you do not want to go. Depending on the waters, that can be extremely dangerous. This is the idea of drifting away from Christ. It comes because we are not paying attention to the truth, to the whole truth surrounding Christ and His message. Do you know people can lose their physical inheritance? Do you know that people can do that? Well, how, how can that happen? Well, right away in the letter of Hebrews, we are told that those who are in Christ have choices. Do they want to be written out of the will? Or do they want to leave what they're going to get through bad management? We can give up our inheritance, which is our eternal life. If you do so, it is because you decided to drift away. You decided to drift away. This passage looks at how this can be done and shares the importance of staying anchored. Stay anchored. Second point, angels and the law. Let's talk about angels. (laughs) That's a big subject with a lot of with a little information. We can go through scripture finding many experiences mankind had with angels. They are beings to be listened to because they are messengers from God himself. They're delivering a message. They are not weak beings. And in their angelic form, they bring awe. I mean, people fall down before these guys. These angels not only minister and serve Christ, according to Hebrews chapter 1, verse 7, showing their being lower than God, but they also serve those who inherit salvation. Because we are being blessed by God through Jesus Christ. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 14. Even Stephen, as a follower of Christ, declared that angels had a role in bringing the law of Moses. He said, You who have received the law as delivered by angels and did not keep it. Acts chapter 7, seven fifty three. 53. And to the Jewish mindset, the angels' role was not arguable. Do I know every detail about what the angels did in this process? No, but Scripture declares it. Scripture declares it, and not metaphorically either. Now let's talk about the law of Moses. Scripture gives more detail about what happened at Mount Sinai. I know that because most of us know those stories. With Moses and the Ten Commandments, Exodus chapter 20, Deuteronomy 5, the surrounding context and everything that leads up to it and right after it, the statutes that go along with it. Scripture also teaches about the close relationship God had with Moses. We know that. We see that relationship. It is amazing hearing about the great miracles that went on in Egypt. The great mountain where God spoke, the great power of God, and giving the law and the tabernacle. Wow! How could you not feel special as a people knowing God's involvement? If I was a Jewish person, that would just culturally, spiritually, just make me go, God loves me. This is God's path. You see, God's law was real. What do I mean? God gave it. He brought it. And he expected it to be followed. Even the law of Moses was not to be drifted away from by the Israelites. Do you realize that? They weren't to leave it. They weren't to go away from it. They weren't to fall from it. For since the message declared by angels proved to be reliable and every transgression or disobedience received a just retribution, how shall we escape if we neglect such a great salvation? Hebrews 2, 2 through 3. Regardless of what covenant you're under, God doesn't want you to go away from it. Drift away. Now, at the time the Hebrew writer wrote, the old law has already been displaced. Christianity or the Messiah, Messiah age is already established. Levitical priesthood has gone. The law of Moses is not to be followed. However, the temple was still around and people were still practicing what was no longer considered by God a true form of worship. This displacement was talked about all the way back to Jeremiah. Jeremiah 31, 31-34. Something is better here now. So why would these Jewish Christians want to leave Christ to go back to something that's been displaced? It's a good question. Logically, you would think they shouldn't, and would not Are they suffering more persecution? Are followers of the law persuading them in debate and arguments? trying to convince them otherwise. Have they fallen asleep in their boat, forgetting to secure their anchor? Are they drifting away? Whatever reason, these Christians are considering leaving Christ. The Hebrew writer's declaration is clear. How shall we escape Reference would be retribution from God. If we neglect, the idea there is abandon. Not forget for a little while, but abandon. Such a great salvation. Hebrews 2.3. Salvation through Christ. That's the big deal about Hebrews. Hebrews. Going back and forth, describing the lesser and the greater, and the point really comes down to who is Jesus Christ, compared to everything else, the old law, whatever, there is no comparison in anything so let's break down verses two chapter two verses three through four. How shall we escape if we neglect or abandon such a great salvation the the salvation through Jesus Christ. It's a great question. You can't escape eternal punishment if you abandon salvation through Christ. To leave him, specifically here in Hebrews, returning to the law of Moses would be an epic abandonment of Christ. Epic. It was declared at first by the Lord Jesus spoke the message. He came to this earth and he declared it. It comes from him and is taught by his apostles. And it was attested to us by those who heard. It was attested means it was proved. It was confirmed. Not only did they, the apostles, prove the message of Christ... Isn't that what miracles were meant to do? So did God and the Holy Spirit. Listen to this. While God, while God, you get that? Jesus, the Lord declared it. It was attested. While God also bore the signs And wonders and various miracles, and by gifts of the Holy Spirit distributed according to His will. Do you realize what this means? Quite possibly what this means? These older Jewish Christians who learned the message from the apostles were people who witnessed the supernatural of God and the Holy Spirit. They were first century Christian, Jewish Christian converts. Crystal has been interpreting a Bible study for me. She learned Spanish when she was in AIM. She learned this by schooling. Most people can do this, I believe, through schooling, hard work, and much practice. Can you imagine being around when the apostles laid their hands on someone? And they received the supernatural gift of speaking and interpreting tongues like that without schooling, without effort, or witnessing miraculous healings of the first century. We talk about that in Luke. Did everybody suddenly turn to Christ who witnessed that? Were there believers talked about, even in the book of John, who taught some things, even after witnessing miracles, that taught, Jesus taught things and they decided to walk away? It makes sense, doesn't it? We're human in that respect. And yet those who witnessed these wonderful things of God were now being told, pay attention to what you have heard lest we drift away from it. There's something about also understanding and focusing on the teaching and the message of Christ. Warnings, guess what? I think they are the most helpful things and the most necessary things. You may be going, what? That's just like my parent telling me what to do and I don't want to do it. You know, well, if we have the bad attitude like that, we don't like the warnings. But while driving down the road, are you happy to receive warnings? You may not be happy slowing down for 30 miles going through a construction zone, but if you didn't have that sign that said holes all over the place, take the left lane and go down this way, you would be very unhappy. So what has the warning signs done for you? They, in a sense, created happiness, if you follow them. Aren't you a glad in advance to know these things so that you can avoid the pitfalls? The thing about warnings is this. Not only does it share what you ne- shouldn't do for safety, but by default, it shares what you can do. And there's a lot more you can do. God is good at sharing appropriate warnings. Do you know people who have been Christians for a long time and they drift away? If you're so inclined, what do you do? You have to go talk to them. Why? Because they're drifting away. It happens, doesn't it? It's not unrealistic, is it? Help them stay on the right path. Hey, stay on the right path, and guess what? You'll inherit eternal salvation. That's the promise that comes from the end of chapter one. He's talking to those who will inherit salvation, but don't drift away. So let's summarize this lesson from Hebrews. Pay closer attention. The first point was Christ is all that. He is what and who we need to pay attention to. It is through him that we can inherit our salvation. But even after becoming Christians, we have a choice to turn away from him. Even if we have been long-standing Christians. The second point is angels and the law. God did some wonderful things for the Israelites, and he used angels to bring it about. He gave the law of Moses for them to follow. However, as great as the law was, it was not intended to last. Something new and better is here. Salvation through Christ. And that's the third point. Jesus shared his message, and the apostles taught it. God and the Holy Spirit used the supernatural to prove it, Be warned, though, his path is the real deal. So don't go in any other direction. If you want to inherit eternal life, stay on the right path and pay closer attention. And you will be blessed beyond your understanding. If there's anybody here who has any needs this morning, any concerns... Any comments? Please come forward as together we stand and sing.